0: All right, what's up, peeps? My guest today is Travis Huff, a.k.a. Too Tallin. He's the CEO of Real Time Outsource, which is a social media management firm based in Fresno, California, and working with brands across the globe. Travis is also the host of the wildly popular Be Real Show, which is on its fifth season and has over 200 episodes published to date. Now, Travis has a lot more energy than I've ever anticipated, and it's hard to top some of the energy I bring. So, hope you're all excited for this. Travis, thanks so much for being on, man.
1: Absolutely, my man, Frank. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. And I just want to hope everyone's staying safe out there. And we're going to be leaning into this day and talking about the things you can do right now to step up as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as someone that wants to be a business owner. Or even if you aren't a business owner, just step in and leaning in on life right now because. We're all going through something that we've never experienced. I can't, I mean, when I started my business 11 years ago, I never would have been able to tell you something like this is going to happen, you know? And so many people out there can say that. I mean, look at Vegas, look at these huge companies that have been around for 50, 100 years, never seen something like this happen. Talked to my grandma a few days ago, 93 years old, never seen something like this happen. So just remember folks that this is part of the story and this is part of your story. And I think that's what we're going to, we'll be excited to talk a little bit more about is telling your story right now.
0: Oh yes, exactly. Especially our, if you know, anyone who has, and I know you have a, a, a newer, newer born daughter. Yes, um, yes. So it's just going to be you know, something we look forward, we look back on, I have an eight year old and, you know, kind of like, Hey, remember this quarantine and, uh, right. yeah, it's gonna, Gonna be going to be interesting to talk about. So before before we get into the Q&A, I'd love for you to kind of share something with the audience that you're willing to share and, and connect with them and just give us a little bit of a glimpse of the day in the life of, of who and is and what makes him tick.
1: Let's do this, man. Yeah. So I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've always been since I was a kid selling different things, lemonade stands, selling stuff out of my house, selling broken tree branches that broke down and put in a Dallas Cowboys thing on it, selling to the neighbors. So I always had the entrepreneurial spirit through college, had a business. And then when I got out of college, I got so blessed with the opportunity to work for the Walt Disney Company at ABC television and getting exposed to both broadcast and digital campaigns, uh, working with small and local businesses, and then also working my way up to working with like McDonald's and some big brands. So I got to learn the ins and outs of what they look for in the agency business, what the advertising world's about. Um, And then literally... In November of 2008, I'm sitting down at a Starbucks with a friend and he says, Hey man, people are going to need their Facebook pages managed. And I took that idea, folks, and I put a PowerPoint together and I started talking to customers. And in June of 2009 is when we actually got our first paying customer and we actually became a business. Because I always tell everybody this, you aren't a business, folks, unless you get a paycheck. At least you get a check. You got to get the check first before you become a business. So that was the start to real-time outsource. We had built a crappy logo, we had built a crappy PowerPoint, but it, oh, everything can get better, you know? And so the journey I would always say is never stop listening because the best ideas happen when you listen to others, but then you have to be the one to do what? To act, to make the, you know, to make the action happen in your life. And, uh, and it's a winning strategy. I mean, just listen to what's, what's going on and then act, Good. boom.
0: You, I just want to, before we get into the Q and A, which I'm excited for, you mentioned something that I want everyone in our audience to may have, may have went by them, but you started a business and got your first paying customer in June of 2009. And for anyone who's, so I'm 42 years old, anyone who's been around for a minute. 2009, we were in a financial crisis and in a recession. So you started a business and landed a client and built, you know, so obviously from there uh, in, a, in a time of a recession. So here we are again with COVID in a recession, you know, some of the worst we've seen as far as layoffs and job cuts. And and here we are again. So I want everyone to really pay attention to that fact that you built a business during the recession, Definitely going to be picking your brain as we go through this today because I think it's important that you, you found success in difficult times and here we are again, your business is still going, you're going strong uh, and some tips some tips that people should be paying attention to right now. So
1: awesome. Absolutely. This is the time to lean in, folks. This is the time to step your game up and I always say just do you because the more you do you, the more you can do for others. It's really that simple. Mm. Um, so, so
0: I love I love your backdrop. I love a little bit about the story that you kind of peppered on us uh, just a little bit and, and how you got started. But if you could really maybe dig a little deeper now, you know, a, a little bit about your, your beginnings and, and your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing today, running a successful global business with working with big brands. Uh, and also love to learn about who too tall is cuz I, <laughs> I i checked your youtube out man I, Thank you, I mean, brother. i'm a fan of edm so i love it but your that the, the the stuff that you put out is awesome not only the interviews but also just some of the some of the things behind uh, the too tall and brand so so Thank let you, us have brother. it
1: yeah. So, I mean, I was always an entrepreneur. I think I figured that out later in life. You don't really know you're an entrepreneur when you're a kid. You just you just like to sell things. You just like to make money. And I always liked to make money. I was a paper boy. I always liked to make money there. I did worked in a car wash, worked at Morgan Stanley, did a lot of different jobs, uh, did accounting for seven and a half years for my father because he wanted me to be an accountant. So, I was always willing to work. And I think that is the thing, the the message that I always take away from this in, the, in any moment is work will get you through anything. And then sometimes you have to work on yourself. And so that's what we'll talk about right now is because I've had three major challenges so far in my life. The first was at 17. I made a major decision about my body. Um, I was, my parents got divorced when I was in fifth grade. I'd emotionally ate. I played baseball, but I was not physically fit. I put crap into my body, fast food and sodas and Snickers and everything. And at one point I was probably close to 300 pounds at six foot tall in high school. And so um, I, made it, I made a conscious decision, I would say somewhat near the 17 range, which is when I graduated high school. And I started saying, I got to take, I got to take control of this. No one is. My mom's like one of those loving people. like keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. It's like, no mom, please. I need to stop. I need to be at the gym. I need to learn about the gym because the gym's a scary place folks. And so that was my first challenge is at 17, learning to get in control of your body. It's still a challenge today, 20 something years, you know, later, still a challenge. I'm still constantly trying to figure things out. And I always am a big fan of this make small tweaks folks. So today don't go do a marathon, walk a mile today. Don't cut out everything in your life. Cut out soda because that shit is not worth it. You might as well eat ice cream. Ice cream is way better. It tastes good, but people are drinking soda all day. It's literally drinking ice cream down your throat and it does nothing for you. It's like, I need ice cream. I don't need soda and I need fries. It's like, so just make the small cuts because that's the truth. And then the second was at 27, I started a business in a recession. I bought a house at the wrong time. It also closed in January of 2009 that year. I bought a house where double that, you know, a few years later was worth half of what it was worth, you know, and uh, went through a crazy financial crisis, if you want to call it that, because I started a business, I had a little bit of savings from my ABC, saw the, saw the opportunity. So that was what was driving me was this business is dying, which is a legacy business, the TV business. This business is the new future, digital media, social media, and it was like I'm going towards the future, you know, because I saw kind of in a landscape. Oh, they're gonna have to fire people. They're gonna change, and they have. I mean, they've had to lay off a ton of people just to stay alive. But I mean, this is 11 years that they've been, you know, doing this. But the point is, is I literally had to look myself, Frank, in the mirror and say I was the root of the cause to my financial problems. Okay, because as a business owner, you are only their business is only as strong as you. Like if, if you are needing the cash, then you can't, you know, and you have a tough time right now, then you're going to be draining all out of your business. And then your team sucks, you know, your, your team's gone and, and vice versa. You can't reinvest and things like that. So I literally looked at myself, Frank, and said, you are the cause of this. And that what and between 17 and 27 folks, we'll get into this is when too tall and existed. That's when I started making music, started getting to the studio, having fun. I wanted to make popular, clean hip hop music that had no cussing. It had still the fun vibe, but no cussing. Finds out people like Cousin, people like Post Malone the cuss and things like that. So that's fine. I realized the hard way, not the greatest business, but I had a great time and actually still making more money than we ever did. Um, just streaming stuff and making making, music and putting it out there. But literally at 27, I had to say, Hey, you know, music's great, but your business is struggling. You need to focus hundred percent effort on that. So the first was realizing where my hobbies were. We only have so much time and so much money. And so Those two things you can control. And so I looked at myself and said, okay, music, you got to put a back burner. You got to spend more time on the social business, figuring it out, whatever you do, you know, just keep working at it. The second thing was, is your money, right? So where was I spending my money? Although at that time I still had gotten healthier and I was fit and working my way to being even more fit, but I was also eating a lot of uh, prepared food. I mean, as far as like going to Chipotle, picking up Subway, picking up a 10, $15 thing here and there. And as you know, you do that so many times a week, And that's all your money. I mean, people spend twenty bucks a day. That's you know six hundred bucks a month. You spend forty bucks a day. That's twelve hundred bucks a month. You're putting into food. And the last thing at the same time, and it kind of goes along with my music, was I was spending too much time maybe partying, having fun, throwing these shows. So it kind of all uh, illuminated with me looking at myself in the mirror, saying, spend less time on music, spend more time on social, cut out the food, learn to uh, meal prep and cook for yourself, and grocery shop and things like that, and stop spending too much money at the clubs and on lifestyle, you know, and, and literally from, it was probably 2013, I would say I'd seriously was able to start really making some momentum in my life. And that was a three or four year journey to those things we talked about that before I could start investing. I got lucky and started buying Tesla stock at 17 bucks. And I got lucky. I got Nvidia stock at nine bucks. And that was only because I had looked at myself in the mirror those days and said, dude, you got to stop this. Like it's not working, you know? And so I think that's the most important thing, Frank, is uh, self-awareness sometimes. And the hardest decision folks will ever make is to talk to ourselves. And when we want this, ourselves want this, and we have to tell ourselves, you know what? You need to do this, you know? And that goes along with everything, you know? So maybe just a little glimpse, my man, into what's gotten me here today. And I'll tell you right now, folks, I would be a completely different person if I did not have my body. So that goes the first one. And the last one is a pop entrepreneur. I'm a now a dad. That's a whole different challenge. My wife's a psychologist, a doctor. And so she wants to continue her career and path. And so I sacrifice our families, you know, if you want to call it well-being or if you want to call it, you know, we've had it all change because basically I'm now the one that helps take care of my daughter a lot of the times. And I've had to figure a way to still make my business run. Um, and especially now more than ever, we don't have sitters and we don't have the help that we used to have here a few, even a few weeks ago. So I'm taking it day by day, baby. But as I told you in the beginning, I will tell you folks, whenever you get into a a tough situation, just always remind yourself, I love my life. Like no matter what, like, just keep telling that yourself that because it will get you through those hard times. It will get you through those points where you feel like, Oh shit, I'm never getting out of here.
0: So, you, you actually hit on a lot of awesome things there um, and, and, and kind of into the second question. So, that's really great because you talked about, your, you know, you, you were loving what you were doing kind of in the music industry and, and, and that was, of course, people have our, our passions and, and you tried it. I think mm-hmm. if things would have went a different way and maybe things would have popped, you know, we, right. we would have been having a different conversation or maybe I wouldn't have been having a conversation with you, but whatever it is, we, right. you would have been on a different path. You were, the self-awareness is huge because you were like, listen, I love this. I've been doing this, but I need to do this because this is what, like you said, where, where my time is needs to go, how mm-hmm. I'm going to generate some revenue. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs struggle with, okay, I got a side hustle. I got, you know, a real job. Maybe it's the main hustle, whatever it is. And they're kind of juggling things. And, and the, the big question I know for me as an entrepreneur, people always ask me like, when, When 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 is too much? When when should I give up on doing this because I've been doing this for so long? I don't know. Like for me, it's hard for someone else to answer. But you, like you just alluded to, you knew. Yeah. So that it comes a point where you're like, you know what? I've given it a hundred percent. I've tried this. I've tried that. And, and I think, you know, now is the time to kind of make a pivot and do something different. So I think, you know, it's not an easy thing for anyone. I'm sure it wasn't easy for you. I think, but I think, like you said, the self-awareness is really, really crucial uh, for anyone out there, whether you're, you know, got aspiring, you know, a freelancer side hustle, or, or right. you're trying to get into full blown entrepreneur. Sure.
1: Absolutely. And I will say this folks too, don't completely give it up. Just go to one hour a week. Yep. Scale it down. Just If you're mm-hmm. spending 10 hours a week, if you're spending 30 hours a week on music, scale it down to a few hours a week. Don't give up your passions and hobbies. We all need things to keep us alive and, and, and thriving. But yeah, I mean, you have to be self-aware. If it's not making you money, you got to move, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so you work with a lot of people, you, you know, obviously you're, you're kind of, you know, moving around in, in this, especially with the, with your, with your business and how that's grown. Uh, but you get to work with a lot of people. I know you do a lot of speaking engagements. Uh, so if uh, you could forgive a one piece of advice, and like I said, just a few minutes ago, you gave a lot of pieces of advice, but if you could pick something you really want to get narrow on for, for the audience, a piece of advice you would love to give someone, you know, especially someone who's wants to be an entrepreneur or thinking about, going down that road maybe like they have that side hustle they're kind of on the fence about maybe taking the gas pedal off you know easing up and going full-time on something else and making that pivot give us a give us a piece of advice
1: start right now lean into this shit right now folks this is the time to be great Even if you have a business, this is the time we call it separation season. This is the time you're going to separate yourself from your competitor. If you survive, there's going to be lots of people that don't survive. So you now just become that much stronger. If you are not a business owner yet, you're not there yet. You're still wanting to be there. You lean into it by this. You listen to what's going on out there. You listen, 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 listen. Talk to friends, do Zoom meetings, watch podcast interviews. Just listen to what these people are saying and find something in there that you can maybe serve. Now, I personally love service-based businesses because it's just your mind and your time. It's not like you have to go buy a widget and hopefully someone buys it and then you have a cost there and then you make a little profit. Those are great businesses too, but they're hard. You know, you get into what they call inventory hell if you watch Shark Tank. But your personal service business is great because you can start cash flowing from your first check. You can reinvest the money and you can understand if you even have a business, folks. Like I said, I always say this listen first, and then second, put a PowerPoint together, put a w- simple website together, have a little contact form, a place that people contact you, and then start having conversations. Start reaching out to people, say, Hey, how are you doing today? The best outreach I can give you right now, folks, is to go out and talk to people about how are you doing right now. Like, don't sell them anything. Get to know these people. If you aren't, you know, if you're not friends with these people already, even if they're your buddies and you haven't talked to them for a while, the best messaging you can have right now is, hey man, how you doing, Frank? How you holding up, man? Like That's what we wanna talk about right now. We don't wanna talk about services and products. We all want sports-back shit. I'll take ping pong if I can get it, whatever I can get. The point is, that's, that, that's the truth, is you right now is the time to listen and start executing. Put a PowerPoint together. If you can't get one check, folks, or one PayPal or Venmo or however you're, you're gonna get paid, then it's not a business. Like mm-hmm. It's gonna be what's called a hobby. And that's okay. We all need hobbies. I make art. I don't see anyone buying my art. So therefore, it's a hobby. You know what I mean? So the point is, that's the truth. And so uh, until the hobby takes over anything else you got that makes money, and then bottom line is it's a really easy way of understanding, folks, if you actually are going to be successful. Because if you can't get one check, you can't get two, ten, twenty, a hundred. So. Yeah.
0: Great, great point, and and I love the, differenti- the differentiating factor between uh, a, what a hobby is, um, and yeah, like you said, y- you like art, yeah, you create art. Uh, no one's knocking down your door to buy it and put it in yep. a gallery, so you understand it's 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 a it's a hobby. Um, so, so I know you have a, a, you know, like we talked about, um, you, you know, got a, got your family, family guy, papa entrepreneur, totally yep. respect that. Um, what's, what keeps you going? What, you, know, you you've been doing this for a while, this company, you, you've withstood the the test of time of running a company now for, for several years, uh, over, you know, what, going on uh, 11, 11 years, 12 11. years. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so you've withstand the test of time there. Most businesses, don't make it to t- see ten years. Um, but what keeps you going? What is that fuel that that is like? Hey, man, this is. I wake up every morning. Where do you get that
1: energy from? You know what? I was born with this, baby. Everyone's like, "What are you drinking in your coffee?" <laughs> I mean, right now I'm having a little bit of a, a a Kill Cliff CBD drink from Joe Rogan. He he promotes this what Really nice, actually. Gives you a, a good vibe. It doesn't give you the THC effects. It's more of just for your body. But the point I'll say, folks, is you know, what keeps me going at the end of the day is I really enjoy running businesses. And now at the end of the day, I love helping customers. So when you think about loving, helping customers, there's going to always be tough days. I always be, I'm always first off starting with gratitude because you start your day with gratitude, being grateful for flushing the toilet, drinking fresh water, getting some fresh groceries. I love being able to see my daughter every morning, wish my wife, uh, you know, off for work. However, you look at your day, the first thing you have to start with is gratitude, right? But now what motivates me is being a pop entrepreneur, man. I want to stay in the game for my daughter. I know that this lifestyle is created by me. And I wanna I want I wanna separate myself this this uh this season, if you want to call it, because now is the time for me to step up and be bigger on my own personal brand. Um let people know who I am, my character who I am, if you want to call it my my energy and let them feel that, you know, and so that's what separates me. Um, You know, I've loved doing my show, my Be Real show. It started as a a fun kind of way for me to maybe interview my heroes or interview people that I admired in social media and has definitely evolved into where I'm bringing on guests that I didn't even know. And, you know, um, I also am bringing on my own guests, but a lot of times I'm I'm bringing guests that people are booking on my show. And it's really interesting because a lot of times people I had no idea in the world, I learned the most from. And so, It's one of those fascinating things and it's really taught me, as you know, folks, if you can hear me, I love to talk. So it's one of those things, and you're a great listener, Frank, is that it puts you into the listening mode when you are the host. And so for me, a person that loves to talk and this and that, I get to be a better listener. I think it's helped me in my personal life. Uh, I think it's helped me in my business life. And most importantly, I've met people that I would never get a chance to talk to. They would never come through and see your boy too tall out here in Fresno. No one wants to come to Fresno. But I get to talk to people all over the world, man. I was just talking to uh, James Asquint, the owner of, uh, CEO, founder of uh, Holiday Swap. He's got millions of followers, a few million followers on Instagram, big social following. He's over in Dubai. We would never talk otherwise. We're on a Zoom call, you know, having a podcast, having a great conversation and, and building a friendship. I think that's the thing that I've loved about interviewing and talking to people is that, you really do build a friendship with these people. And and that's kind of the thing that motivates me now is like, how many friends can I get? You know, real true friends. I mean, we obviously know you can only have so many real friends, but I would say how many alliances can I find out there? You know, that people that are willing to have my back and I have theirs.
0: Yeah. That resonates with me. What I have a saying that I I use frequently, the person who's going to impact your life the most is someone you haven't met yet. So, So, um, Oh I totally agree there. That's why I think people that are closed off are not open to meeting new people and interacting and like I'm staying in my lane or I'm only interacting with people I can, you know, get something out of. I think they're missing a lot of opportunity there. So you and I are totally aligned there.
1: So true. Oh my God.
0: Um, so, so I want to ask you more on the, uh, kind of on the business side, you yes. know, cause again, just some advice for some folks tuning in, yeah. um, what, so you see a lot of things, uh, especially kind of in social media. so let's talk about like best practices, you know, yes. how, how strategies that work, social trends, all these things. What is some advice you can give to, to some, some folks out there where it's like, Hey man, this is what you need to know. This is what, uh, Absolutely. you know, you're kind of going to, going to recommend to them.
1: So absolutely folks, there's, the, this is, there's an overarching arch to social media right now. And that is very important. Tell your story. Why are you in business? Why do you serve your customers? Who do you serve? What do you do? There's so many stories to help happen. What are you doing to get ready for when you can come back? How is your sanitation going to be? Cause we all going to want to know what the sanitation policy is and, and what should I do? I mean, they just said in our city, we're going to all have to wear a mask everywhere we go today. That's, that's the new thing is anywhere we go that's a business, we got to wear a mask. And so uh, there's new, new things happening all the time. So we don't know the future. We can't predict the future, but what we can do is live in today. So tell your story, why you've been in business. And then the four other things I'm going to give you are four things to do in your social media that will guarantee yourself not only more organic traffic, more engagement with your posts, but are things that people don't do that are going to separate you from your competitors. First, be funny. Find a funny day once a week and be funny. Find a humorous meme. You know, you can just be funny. You can take your own funny selfies. It doesn't only have to be memes related but be somewhat humorous whether that's in your uh, Instagram stories, or your Facebook stories, whether you're doing a little funny dance or something just for the heck of it. It's a fun thing. People need to laugh right now. We all want to laugh a little bit because we're going through hell you know? And so funny always works. Emotional always works. Tell an emotional story, tell a story about a customer, tell an emotional point that you're going through, you know, the emotions you have going in your mind and your head. And, you know, obviously I always say, be careful with politics and stuff because that's a, an area you don't want to go, but just talk about you for instance, and what you're going through. And the last two ones are some of my favorite. The last, the last, the third one is motivation. So motivate people motivational monday motivational sunday share a quote that gets people in the right mindset um there's so many great motivational quotes out there you can make your own if you want on word swag or canva or you just go through google images one of my favorite things to do folks is share other people's stuff Uh, a lot of times you want to put your logo and branding on it but what happens is people don't share that stuff so it doesn't have the shareability as if you just share the original meme that maybe has the weird watermark behind it etc But the last one, folks, is my favorite right now. So I've given you what? Funny, emotional, and also motivational. Those three always work, guaranteed, always gonna work. The last one is give, okay? We can't give enough right now. Every single person can give a little more. I'm gonna tell you how to give. It ain't really that hard. There's a Starbucks gift card you can buy. They cost $5. You can go on Starbucks and you can order 20 of them. You can order one of them. You can order whatever. You can go to Starbucks and get a $5 gift card start with five bucks, folks. People will actually engage with your social media posts for five bucks. If I wanted to be more creative, I could package up a book with a Starbucks card or something I have back here, an autograph. I got this box of Panini uh, basketball cards with the Zion $100,000 card. Someone's going to win $100,000 possibly if they open the right one. I can guarantee if I give these two away right now, whatever the contest is, is going to be a more popular contest than just my normal posts. And there's a winner, folks. Everyone likes to win. You will be shocked. Since I've started this business 11 years ago, we've been giving these things away for, and different pages, all different types of pages. And I can't tell you how many times the people that get it are so grateful for a $5 Starbucks card. If you want to spend more, spend 20, 50, 100. I don't care. The more you actually do, the probably more engagement you're going to get. But a $5 consistent giveaway works. You're going to have four winners a month and those people are going to be excited, tell their friends. And when they're drinking their Starbucks, they're going to think of your brand. And maybe one day, like you said, when your doors are open or when, when they have the money in their pocket or et cetera, they're going to want to do business with you because you separate yourself. You're not looking like the same kind of person that's self-serving and talking about sell, sell, sells, this, this, this. Right now, we need to be funny. We need to have motivation and these things that, you know, the giveaway thing just always has worked, but now more than ever, I've seen give away folks. I mean, if you have a restaurant, give away your pizzas. I mean, you, if, you're, if you're in any business that you can give away your product, give it away. I mean, and, and don't just give it away, but make a contest out of it, you know, make mm. a contest, make a reason to engage. These are strategies that will guarantee to work right now. Now we can go into a little bit more as far as some tactical strategies that I think maybe are are, are valid to get some sales going. But these are things as far as content wise, folks, that are guaranteed to work. You know, every, it, even, you know, in this pandemic, out of this pandemic, 11 years ago, it wouldn't matter. Many uh, algorithm changes has ha- have happened to our pages and these things still work, you know, and we still get hundreds of shares on posts that are funny and tens of 15s and 20s and shares of posts that are motivational and you don 't get that on other posts so it's it's just important it's very important. People are afraid to do these things i, I find this all the time they're very afraid to do these things they want to talk about themselves too much mm.
0: yeah yeah I, I I agree and I think that's uh, you know, the the talking about yourself you know not people want to know kind of unfortunately you, know, you have to do you have to approach the audience in a way kind of everyone, if if you have to assume people are looking at a what's in it for me type thing. Mm -hmm. So what, what, so what value can you provide? What can you give them? And like you said, something as simple as a $5 gift card that increases engagement. The the people that tune in and the, the the, the brand awareness that you get from that is worth way more
1: than $5. Insane guys insane. And you've tricked every single person to see their other posts. So the folks, if you didn't know this, someone comments, shares or likes any of your posts, you're more likely to see the next post. So if you don't comment or like my posts, I'm less likely to see your next post. And that's why people complain, oh, my posts aren't getting enough love and this and that. Well, that's because no one's commenting on your last post. And so Mm -hmm. you keep doing the same shit. It's going to keep giving you the same shit results. I mean, sorry to use my French, but man, that's the things that these, these things have always worked. And um, but now I think stories is the great place to tell your story in a self-serving manner um, through stories, you know, like through Snapchat, through the stories feature of Facebook, because those things are a little bit more personal. And you can obviously, like we we talked about, you still can be funny there. You still can be motivational there. You can still do all these pillars, but those four pillars I talked about are mostly for your posts, for your actual physical posts Mm -hmm. that go out there. Um, I think stories is where you can definitely be more self-serving and more who you are, and because people view this stuff. I mean, stories is a big thing. Um, and then if you want to get into a couple of tactical ones, I'd be happy to give you a few uh, extra if you'd like, Frank.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and you, I just want to point out you. I spend. I'm not a huge consumer on Facebook, uh, yep. but Instagram I do spend some time on, and yep. most of my time is spent in the stories. So yep, that's a exactly. good point. Yeah, and also yes. if
1: you also on stories is engage on every story. So if you want more people to see your stuff, engage on all their stories and hope that they comment back or even love your post back or put a smiley face because you've actually tricked them too. When someone's, you know, you put a love sign and they put a love sign back to you on on a stories message, you know, it's actually a DM. And that's the most high priority of of all social media engagement. So now you've actually, what you've done is you've tricked that person in, in a way to see your next post because they just loved you back. So just, it's, it's, it's so important to just give as much as you can. But yeah, stories is huge. And I hear that all the time too, Frank, is that people spend quite a bit of time just going through the stories, man, because it's much mm. more engaging. and It's very interesting. Um, a couple quick things, folks, you can do right now. If you are in a business, you can sell gift cards or sell your services. I would definitely sell your services in, a, in an annualized package if you can. That's something I think is moving forward is a great strategy. Not only do you lock the customer up for a year, but you give them a great value. You know, you give them, you know, the year for half, half the price or six months for, and you give them four, you know, four, four to 10 months, four to six months free, I guess you could say. Um, and gift cards always work. We've been doing this all right now. Facebook offers, you do gift cards for $100 gift card for 40 bucks is a really good one. Buy one, get one free. So if you're selling pizzas, you buy one pizza, you get the second one free, you know, and these things work, buy one, get one free, anything less than 50% really doesn't work. You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, if you're selling a million dollar thing for, you can't do $500,000 off, but most people can do a BOGO deal, especially in a restaurant. Cause as you know, usually when someone gets a good deal, they get, Oh, I wanted that pizza. I'm going to get a soda. I'm going to get some breadsticks or whatever. You know, they're going to make the, they're going to expand their order when they feel like they're getting a value. Right. So it's a win-win, especially during these times. Try the BOGO, try the gift cards, sell your services in an annualized package. Um, And then the other two things I love are going live, man. Now is the time to try to go live. I think it's a great way to connect to people. It's not about the numbers, about how many people are viewing you at that moment. It's more about putting out good content and actually providing a value to your customer as these are the times they're looking for it, man. They're looking for you, who you are and not just in a can through your posts and all this, you know, high glitz and glam or whatever, you know, you kind of edited view of yourself. The the live is really live. I mean, it's it's mm. like this podcast. It's a real cut to who you are um, and it can't be edited. So those are the things that, you know, make it kind of fun and unfiltered and seeing a lot of people use live, a lot of people take advantage of live. I'm even thinking about uh, checking my podcast, going back to all my first several hundred guests at least going to each one like hopefully get my boy tom Billy to go live with me because he's got a big instagram following and do these lives where you're both on instagram and you're both kind of leveraging each other's audiences on live and so i think that might be another big area um but yeah i mean and then try something new folks if you haven't tried tiktok there's a lot of organic reach out in tiktok you can use the same strategies we talked about tell your story be motivational and be funny on tiktok i mean you or do dances, you know, Carol Baskin, you can do whatever you can, you can be fun with it. Uh, And then the very last thing I will say is lean into advertising because advertising right now is the best price you'll ever have for Google ads, Facebook ads. These companies have had probably 40 to 50% of their customers put pause on their campaigns, leaving a ton of inventory for anyone that's running ads. You're getting just more value, more clicks, more impressions for your dollar than ever before. Um, I mean, the prices on ads just have kept kept going up and up and up for the last years. And now finally we're like, holy shit. They're like coming back like tremendously. Um, One of my team members said that they've seen, they thought the ads were cheaper than they've been like in five years. So it's like, holy shit, that's pretty crazy.
0: So we got some, some great advice there. Yeah. Uh, again, again, hope, hope everyone is taking notes here. Um, I'd love to get your take on, you know, we, you know where we're at, you know what we should, we should be doing now. So appreciate, you know, giving us some insight there, but where are we going? Where's, where's it? Give us a prediction from Travis. Where are we going to be in five years or 10 years? What, what, what's your thoughts there?
1: Wow. That's a tough one, man. Stronger. I pray that we're all stronger. I think a lot of us will shake less hands. I think that we'll be doing more Zoom calls. I think the commercial real estate business is in for hell. I think that there's gonna be a lot of businesses waking up and saying, holy shit, I can be way more profitable by not having millions of dollars and then thousands of dollars of rent every month. And I can just let everyone work for the comfort of the home and they don't have to commute. And you know what? That That's, that's what life it offers a better life for people. You know, and so that's the thing I think we're going to find in the future is that we don't have to be so much as in person flying on flights to go on interviews. I think that we're all realizing that right now. Um, but I think we'll be back to someone normal, man. I think there's going to be a vaccine. There's a lot of great companies working on pharmaceuticals and things like that. So I think once you get a vaccine or something where they pretty much can guarantee that if you get this, you're going to be okay, you know, mm. then we're going to be back to normal. I mean, until then, I think that you're going to have to constantly be leaning mean with your money. I would say, um, uh, take some money and make sure that you have it invested outside your business. You know, one of the best things I ever did, Frank, was about six years ago, once we started getting some traction as far as the business goes, I started investing outside of my business. I started putting some money into a you know taxable account in, uh, in the stock market. And I got blessed enough uh, to buy a little Bitcoin in 2015 in the $200 range uh, and some, some of the other ones, you know, at a good price, which obviously people know crypto has gone up and down, but it's at the $8,000, $9,000 still right now. So the point is put some money outside your business too because like I said in the beginning is you are as strong as your business is. And so right now I'm going to probably loan my business money. I'm also, we, we did get blessed to get the PP loans, but it, they gave us kind of half of what we asked for, but that's fine. We was so grateful for it, so freaking grateful for it. But I'm going to be in the situation, uh, folks, where I'm going to, if, if it gets to there, right? If it gets to that, I will have to loan the business money, you know, or not take a, a check, you know? And so I can do that because I've set up a somewhat of a financial freedom plan for myself to, you know, be okay if the business didn't take a hit for a few months or a year, you know, and I had to develop a whole new business, you know? I mean... And so getting some business, some money outside of your business, a lot of entrepreneurs say, keep reinvesting in your business, you know, keep using this, keep using leverage, keep doing this. And you can get hurt. I'm not saying it doesn't work for everybody. I, and I believe in you guys out there that are listening your businesses. I, I know that we're going to get through this, but it's not a bad strategy, especially right now. The stock market still, I mean, it's had a rally back, but we're going to be coming back down. I mean, you can be buying great companies right now. And almost importantly, most importantly, what I love personally, Frank, about being an investor is you don't have to work anymore Mm -hmm. like a lot of other businesses i go i go start another business i got a lemonade stand well now i gotta go work it i gotta find someone to work it i gotta worry they're not stealing money out of the cash register i gotta pay taxes i got oh shit someone got it sick oh i got insurance for that with you invest in apple stock you're done you know what i mean only decision you have to make is when to buy and when to sell that's Mm -hmm. it And it's not a hard decision. And the best part too is it's very liquid. So when you decide to sell, that cash is coming home, baby. Bring it home three to five days. You don't got huge lockdown periods. And I've been experiencing this, uh, especially uh, with some of my real estate investments, Uh, loaning money to uh, some syndicates and things like that. Hey, they shut that shit down, folks. I I can't get my money. Uh, You know, the real estate thing that I have, uh, it's, it's like a startup. It's like the startups that I have. I don't, I mean, they're going to hopefully give me some dividends on this, but I can't exit anymore. Like I could exit if I wanted to sell one of my stocks today and I wanted to sell my Tesla stock, I could go in there and say, sell Tesla. And obviously the market's closed right now, but on Monday it would, it would execute the order and i Tesla would be sold, you know? And so I like the business. The, the, the best thing about the stocks is that it's liquid baby, you know, cause you've got to have that liquidity, man. Right now, Cash is king. I mean, it's not just king to have it in your bank, but it, it, it's it's important to have the the money, man.
0: Yeah, and you bring up, and I also think something else that people do, having multiple revenue streams obviously is clutch. But but having, if you have a seven figure business, you don't have to have a seven figure side hustle. That's almost that other revenue stream. You can have multiple revenue streams that are making. If they're making a profit, these are things that, like you said, lean in. You could get more of that. And you can continue to have that, those revenue streams in multiple. So so I, I think that's a it's really important, not only because if, if something goes south, I mean, shit hits the fan, mm. your business is protected. And like you said, you can loan your business money if you need to because you've got money coming in from other places. Yeah, a lot of businesses out there. You're right. I hear that all the time. Reinvest in the business, reinvest in the business, which, okay, that's a strategy. You should be reinvesting in your business, but yes. not a hundred percent of everything. Because if that business goes away today, what, what does that do for you financially? Do you lose everything that you have because you got right. a family to support? You know, you got all these things going on. So, uh, love, love the multiple streams. And, and also the fact that it doesn't need to be massive amounts of income. It just needs, if they're generating revenue, then that's a good thing. So.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love that advice. Absolutely.
0: So, um, so we're, I'd love for you to give a, give our audience, wh- where do we find you? Uh, they, sure. they want to know more. You gave them some tips and tricks, which we love some tactics and they want to learn more. They want to really up their social media game. Um, so wh- where are we going to find, find you?
1: Let's go, bro. We're going, we're going to two talent. That is two T a L I N. You find me anywhere or Travis Huff H U F F. If you type that in. You can find me anywhere on those two names, Travis Hub or Tube Tallin. You'll be finding me on the internet. Just put it in on Google. You can go on your favorite sources. I'm on uh, every platform, pretty much every dang platform out there. I don't. I always say to people. I don't. I have really a strong, strong platform. Twitter was pretty strong for me. Now everyone's a little bit different, but what I do have is they're everywhere. So I'm everywhere, man. So if you if you can't find me, then uh, you must not know how to Google. And, uh, and also check out my podcast, The Be Real Show, folks, where I interview lots of different interesting entrepreneurs and uh, people in social media, but uh, got gotten the show continually growing and uh, had some fabulous guests on recently. So check it out, man. Check it out. Check me out.
0: I will be sure to link that in the show notes for everyone tuning in. And I just want to uh, leave someone with something that you said that I really love and I'd love for the audience to hear this. Um, a quote from you, I love being real with people to help them realize their true power and give them the passion to make a change in their lives and businesses. So, Mm. so I hope the audience takes that as they, uh, and seeks you out because I feel like for someone to say that and to stand behind that, it's more to you than just, Hey, I have a client that or a prospect that could be a paycheck. It's let me, let me help you and and let's change your life and change your business. So that, that speaks a lot about you and who you are and your character. So uh, I, I will, I'll link everything in the show. Uh, appreciate you being on, man. Uh, appreciate your patience. We had some issues with Zoom. And stuff, <laughs>
1: so, uh, Hey, man. Uh, nope. All good things happen. All good things happen, baby. That's all that matters.
0: You bet, man. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, Frank. You have a blessed day, man. Thank you. You too. All right. Oh, bye-bye. Man. See ya. Right. Yep. Bye.